Good morning, it's 970 WAMD Aberdeen and this is the Hartford Edge. We are keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library and that is Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each and every week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Sean Cross, Chief Executive Officer of the ARC Northern Chesapeake Region. Good morning, Bob. Good morning and welcome, Sean. Thank you. And before we start, tell us when the date of uh, license to give is. It is um, April 7th. 2018 007 April 7th. Ah, oh, nice excellent. work. Excellent. Mm -hmm. um, well, we'll be there. Good. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> we have glasses for that too. Excellent. Um, we're going to, we're going to just do a quick courtesy thing. It's not a courtesy thing. It's like we acknowledge that we're all not perfect, but some things puzzle us about people's activity in public. Okay. To know about. Hmm, where is this leading? Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> um, well, the first thing is, who, who, there's always one person who responds to a mass Facebook invite by saying, I can't make it. Like, 400 people invited. Yes. I can't make it. I'm like, I, I, like, I have a procedure that day or <laughs> whatever. But you don't respond to all 500 people. Is Correct. That just, no, you, is that just oblivious or self-centered or am I overreading it? I think you should just respond to the person who invited. Okay. Totally agree. I agree with that. It drives me crazy. It fills mm -hmm. up everybody's. It does. Right. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yep. So, email, there. Facebook, please have some etiquette. Yes. <laughs> and also on that, if, if on LinkedIn and Facebook, mm -hmm. don't friend me if you're a real estate agent or a contractor. Mm -hmm. or Insurance anything. broker. Mm -hmm. You have nothing. You don't know me. You don't give a darn about me you you know you just want to be able to somehow prospect me mm -hmm. you know have some guts say i don't know you i don't care about you i probably don't even like you but do you want to buy some insurance from me i really like to make a sale to my best sales pitch ever <laughs> you might actually get some calls back on that. yeah daddy needs a new pair of shoes <laughs> daddy needs a new dress and the last thing while we're on agents this is more of a question real estate agents Yes. They always show the picture of them sort of diagonal to the camera with their arms folded. Mm -hmm. Why is this? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Best side. I don't know. Well, but I, I the think... arm cross thing is not good body language. Yes. Yeah, it, I, I guess it's trying to telegraph confidence Power. and. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I wrote down. I just did a little Rorschach test for me. I looked at it and I said, "Here's what I read when I see that." Self-satisfied, smug, insular. And I don't really think they're going to listen to a word I say. They know it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't even. That wasn't even a courtesy thing. But um, give us another. Now you're going to have me looking. I know. I, all the pictures. You will see it. I just realized Sean's picture on the ARC website has my arms closed. Oh, I know. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> that is not true. Okay. And the last thing, because I was reminded of this, to get this out of the way. We have uh, Sean's rap name. Oh, what's my rap name? Um, um, well, we got to do one that's okay. <laughs> Queen Oops. Sean K. Cool. <laughs> Sean Soul. Ms. Batty S. Swag. <laughs> and Queen Chili SK. Ooh, I like, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, enough of that. 
We could do it later. <laughs> do you want another one? No, this is all good. I'm just dying over here. This is great. Can I, I come very, back next week? I, yes, you can. I am very... James Joyce is my favorite writer, the stream of consciousness. So, okay. As you can tell. As I can tell, yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> Right, okay, let's do some trivia. All right, guys, and Sean's going to do... help me big time. Oh, yeah, no. we're going to okay. attempt to stump Bob and Sean this morning. Okay. So since 1953 is a special year for the Ark this year. Yes. Um, you guys have been in business for 65 years. Yes. So we pulled a few questions from 1953 trivia. Oh wow. Uh -oh. Okay. I know. I know. The first one. One of the. One of the number one songs in March of 1953 was How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Oh. The song was recorded by... Perry Como. Woman. Um, give me the initials. P. P. Patty, uh, Patty Page. Yes. Oh, good Correct. job. Correct. Wow. Patty Parker. <laughs> <laughs> She's multi-talented, too. Now, this one really shocked me. Because it doesn't seem like 1953 was that long ago. No. Take a guess on what the cost of a gallon of gas was in 1953. 37 cents. Lower. Lower? Yes. 25. Lower. 18. 20. Oh, 20 my cents. goodness. Like, that's in our lifetime. And, and I, as I'm driving, you know, I filled up this morning on the way here. 220, it, 264. Right? You know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. If you ever want to read a great book, read The Prize by Daniel Juergen. It's the history of oil and fuel. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely amazing. The history of oil? It's called The Prize. The Prize. Okay. I'm writing that down. Yeah, I'm going to write it. Okay. The first color blank went on sale for about $1,175 in the U.S. Television? Yeah. It has to be television. Yeah. 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 A te yeah. That's a big price point. It's about what they are today. So yeah. That has some... Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember having black and white mm -hmm. for a long time until... We did. Mm -hmm. I remember mm. the first person on our street that got a color TV. It was wow. like everybody came to their house to see the color TV. We all went to my aunt and uncle's to see Batman on Wednesday and Thursday night because it was in color. Was oh, in... wow. <laughs> That's so neat. <laughs> that is. All right. What East Coast city was the first to adopt three color traffic lights in 1953? Close to your home. I'll say New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's oh. my first yeah. thought was New What York. were you thinking, Bob? I was thinking like Syracuse or oh, okay. Elmira. <laughs> well, I know it wasn't my hometown. <laughs> we didn't get a tra traffic light until like I We was don't after. even have one yet. It's still red and it flashes okay. in the center of town. What all-American sports car went on sale for the first time in 1953? It's my husband's dream car. I'd say Mustang, but... Corvette? Yep. Oh, it is Corvette? Yep. Okay. He likes, Ooh, the old, that was the he likes the old Corvettes. Which generation? Do uh, you know, like Corvette fans, they know there's like six generations. Yeah, and... I am not. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, this one's close to your heart, Sean. Okay. In 1953, Ian Fleming... Ian Fleming published his first James Bond novel in the United Kingdom. What was the name of that novel? Oh, my goodness. You're really going to... It do wasn't not. Dr. No, was it? No. Uh, was, was, it was, was it like um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Casino? Yep. Casino Royale, which yep. is interesting because that's the theme. I mean, that's what we're doing yeah. with some casino yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you okay. guys are right on target. All right. Excellent. Yeah. 
And this is just an interesting fact that I'm going to share with you because I'm sure it'll spark some conversation. In 1953, the United States saw the growth of the buy now, pay later mentality that began in earnest with car makers who led the way by allowing longer and longer, longer periods to pay for your new car. So they were like the first industry that said you can buy now and pay later. And look where we are so today. So the car was, the not car the industry. house. Oh, yep, the interesting. Car industry. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we have that $4 trillion in debt? Yep, yep. I remember uh, Mr. What was his name in Wonderful Life? Oh, yeah, that's uh, Jimmy Stewart, but yes. I know that's not, yeah, his that's not his name. Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter's Potter. Oh, Mr. Potter's Field. Yeah, they're good. you guys are good at it. That was a very interesting situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it's I great. love that movie. I like um, the little things that Capra would slip in, like Violet is walking down the street and. George is there talking to Bert and Ernie, which is where Jim Henson got Bert and, er oh. Bert and Ernie for the Muppets. Bert, the cop, and yeah, Ernie, yeah. the taxi driver. Mm -hmm. And Violet's walking down the street, and and Bert or Ernie said, wow, that's a great dress, Violet. She goes, I just wear this when I don't care how I looked. And mm -hmm. Bert goes, i got to go home and see the wife. And um, Ernie goes, oh, family man. <laughs> <laughs> That movie is great, <laughs> and it won no awards. It didn't even do well when it now first came out. Now you make me want to watch it again. It's oh, it's movie. it's so good. It is a great, great movie. So that's what I got for you, you guys. Did great today. Congratulations. Excellent. Good questions. Excellent. Well, we're gonna push the uh, some of the other stuff back to the the third block and get right to the news. And naturally, at the top of the news, let's talk about Senator Wayne Norman. Uh, uh, Wayne passed uh, Sunday, uh, age 62, and I know all of us um, have a lot of Wayne stories and influences that he's uh, he's had on us in our organizations. Sean, why don't you, um, you wrote a beautiful letter to the editor, a very uh, short and sweet tribute to the man. Um, tell us a little about Wayne uh, and his involvement with you and ARC. Um, Wayne was one of the first people that basically contacted me when I got the job you know, in um, 2010 and just said congratulations and if there's ever anything you need, here's my phone number and this is what you need to do to get a hold of me. And over the years, you know, knowing him and his family, um, he's just always been a, a really big supporter of us, a big advocate. Um, the thing that I remember the most is he was so excited about we do this thing in Annapolis every year called Developmental Disability Day. And he could not wait. Him and his, all of his team, his staff, would have a big pizza party and invite all of us that were there in Annapolis for the day. And then depending on what was happening in session, would take us to the floor and introduce us and um, just talk about how uh, much he loved our organization. So it's great to have a champion like that. Um, it's great to have a local champion, but it's great mm -hmm. to have a you know, statewide champion. So. And he, um, especially with Chip, um, he was never, he did so much for Chip as far as uh, not having any, not creating any kind of a stigma, uh, not labeling him, um, um, uh, you know, not focusing on any of his particular challenges. I remember I... Uh, got some entries to a blackjack tournament uh, up at uh, Perryville. And I used to 
once in a while go up there with uh, Jim Riley and Wayne. Wayne loved his craps. Um, and Wayne said, oh, I gotta get, uh, you got to get me one of those tickets to the tournament for Chip. He loves blackjack. And that Chip and Chip went up uh, and played the blackjack tournament. Um, and the thing I remember most about Wayne is this was 2008. And Barry had taken the senator appointment so the delegate right. position was open and uh, the committee had to interview each potential appointment candidate and Wayne was one of them and I was um, an observer um, of the process uh, you know it's fairness protocols etc so it was in the council chambers and the, all the candidates were back in one of the conference rooms. And I don't know why I'm pointing. Like I'm pointing, <laughs> at, the back of the building. <laughs> I'm pointing at uh, the other studio in High Ab Lane, which evidently where the conference room at the council Creating building was. <laughs> I, I just pointed in the opposite direction. Uh, so one of my jobs was to go back and get each candidate and bring them up. And they sat like a, you know, in a table, like a congressional hearing and, um, uh, the committee was up there, and I went and got Wayne, and Joe Tunney and his brother were with him, um, and brought Wayne. I'm bringing, bringing him up the corridor, and he starts, he was shaking. He was so nervous. Uh, and I said, Wayne, just be Wayne. Just be that goofball we all yes. love. Yes. Because I said, the less you try to be something else, the more you're going to have to remember <laughs> what you said. And um, he went up. He did a great job. I escorted him back, and he started crying. And he said, oh, man, I really want this. I really want to do this. And I, I re remember saying to myself, he wants to do this for the right reasons. Right, yes, right. Not fame, not money, mm -hmm. not power, not ego. He just wanted to be involved and work to, to, have, to, to have, a, have an influence. And gosh, did he. Um, and I hope, I remember Jason Galleon um, told a little story about Wayne the other day. And I, and I like to think I had a little to do with his book. I think it was in Wayne's um, makeup anyway. Um, he said to Jason, um, he said, basically, you know, just tell it straight. Um, don't worry about what you're going to say. If, if you have to worry about what you're going to say and how you should say it, you should just go home. And that's, that's how, that's how yeah, Wayne was. Mm -hmm. He'd post something on Facebook and I'd say, oh, Wayne, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's Wayne. Yes. He didn't filter it. Yeah. I remember last year being at DD Day and um, he was yelling at me about something, but then he's like, but you know, we still love you, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it was in regards to what was happening. And, and the, the hey buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um actually, you know, we want to get right to the interview. We have some other news items, but we could do them in the third set as well. So we'll take a quick break. Yep, we'll take a break and when we come back, we'll talk with Sean Cross, Chief Executive Officer of the Arc of Northern Chesapeake Region.
Romancing the Chrome, the largest car show of its kind in northeastern Maryland. Organized by the Harford County Public Library Foundation and Jarrettsville Lions Club, featuring more than 250 classic automobiles. It takes place Saturday, April 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Jarrett's Field in Jarrettsville. Rain Day is Saturday, April 21st. This event is family-friendly and admission is absolutely free of charge. The 7th Annual Romancing the Chrome features an exciting children's area, music, vendors, delicious food, a beer garden, the Harford County Public Library Rolling Reader, and much, much more. Joe Ligo, Associate Producer, Editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, is the day's celebrity judge. The headline sponsor is Keen Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Other sponsors include Miller Septic Services, Jarrettsville Federal Savings and Loan Association, Jarrettsville Creamery and Deli, Armstrong, and American Design and Build. Car show participants will compete for cash prizes. For more information, call 410-273-5600, extension 6514, or visit romancingthechrome.org. Harford County Public Library Foundation is a 501c3 charitable organization established to raise funds to augment the financial resources of Harford County Public Library and to promote awareness of its services. Visit hcplonline.org. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with studio light box and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back, everyone. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted today to have Sean Cross, CEO of the ARC, Northern Chesapeake Region, in the studio with us. Sean has worked at the ARC of Northern Chesapeake Region for the past 15 years, serving in several capacities, including human resources, family services, and treatment foster care. Sean has more than 26 years of experience working in the nonprofit human services field and is a nationally recognized public speaker on social services issues. She received her master's degree in social work at the University of Nebraska and is actively involved in multiple professional affiliations. She currently serves as incoming president of the Maryland Association of Community Services, as the chair of the local management board, and on the Maryland Council of Executives. She resides in Falston with her husband and her two children. She's an avid reader, runner, and college football fan. Interesting. Welcome, Sean, and thanks for coming on today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Sure. Welcome. Thank you, Bob. I'm going to start with a complaint. Oh, no. <laughs> the Athena Award. Yes. You were in the wrong category. You should have been in the Young Professional. Oh, thank you, Bob. I owe you money for that. <laughs> Put that 20 on the table right now. <laughs> exactly. Did I read that right, Sean? <laughs> you were wrong. It was Sorry. right. <laughs> but you appreciate it I anyway, did. I appreciate right? it anyway. Exactly. Okay. And um, how did you get here? How Tell did us, I get start, to... Start in South Dakota. 
Oh my gosh, it's kind of a long story. So, so I'll what? make it as short as we'll be here time. for a while. Yeah. So um, yes, I grew up in South Dakota. I grew up in South Dakota on a on the Rosebud um, Native American reservation in South Dakota. So it was right on the Nebraska border. Um, and decided, you know, at seventeen that it was time for me to go to college and went to college at this small small college in Nebraska that is no longer there, <laughs> as we were talking about earlier. And um then um, met my husband while I was in my master's program at University of Nebraska, Omaha, and then decided we were working for this children's organization called Children's Square USA in Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa, right on the border, so it wasn't, like, wasn't that long. I challenge you to shuffleboard at the 49er. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love shuffleboard! <laughs> Um, in fact, we used to go like find try to find places that had shuffleboard when we would move to different places. Oh, it's it's the best. <laughs> yep. Right on Dodge Street. Yep. And we lived downtown. I was actually I ran into somebody the other day, and they like knew downtown Omaha. So we lived downtown. Oh, we thought we were like so cool before it was cool to live downtown. <laughs> and um, so lived there, and then my husband um, decided he was going to go to law school. So we moved to Indiana and stayed there for three years, and then we went to San Diego. Um, where I worked for the, the Navy, and then our boss back in Iowa, it's a weird story, was in Baltimore at this point in time, and my husband decided that he didn't want to be a lawyer anymore, so he wanted to go back. We're both social workers. Okay. So um, we called him, and he said, come out to Baltimore, and so we put the family and the dog and the fish in the van and moved across oh the country. God. Isn't it great back then when you would just do yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, it's like, wow, we are wild, you know? And my you parents, put the dog in the car, not We did. We not put the dog on, on, like on, not on the top. National Lampoon no, vacation. I had that whole visual of the, of the rocking chair, no. Um, but, yeah, my parents would laugh, and they would be like, so you go from one, as far apart on one coast to the next coast on as far apart right. from us as possible, so, right. yeah. And a little bit of a climactic downgrade. Uh uh, a weather downgrade from San Diego to Baltimore. Yes, my husband always tried to frame it as, um, well, we have seasons, and now he's the one complaining about the seasons. You know, <laughs> he's so. older. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, so. So you um, is that when was that your first position here when you moved to Baltimore at, yeah. at Arc? Yes, it was, and so um, oh. came here and um, mm -hmm. ran into. Um, Tim Quinn, which interestingly enough, got his master's degree in South Dakota. Um, so he was, I think, really hired me because he, like, he's like, I finally know somebody from South Dakota other than, yeah, so. And yes. that has been, and you were named CEO, um, what, six years ago? Ten, um, 2010, so. Eight yeah, years yeah, ago. Eight years ago. Wow. Yeah, okay. August. Yeah. So, and um, obviously they, they saw something in you that has completely come to fruition, your executive abilities and your vision and your leadership. So tell us about the ARC, um, how it started, what it does, etc. And 65 years, describe the evolution. Well, it's, um, it's kind of a big honor to be having this organization that's been around for 65 years. Um, and how it started was a group of families, you know, back in 65 years ago, which is hard for us to imagine today, that children, parents um, who had children with intellectual or developmental disabilities couldn't send their kids to school. I mean, it's simple, something as simple as going to school. So they would have to, you know, either support their children at home mm -hmm. or um, also some doctors and families would encourage families to send them, send their 
children to an institution. So some families were like, no, we're going to keep our children home and we're going to figure this out. And we had some very brave families. And this was happening, you know, in Maryland, but it was happening across the country. If you think right. about the civil rights movement mm -hmm. that was going on, that people people's voices needed to be heard. And so there was this group of families here in Harford County that said that their children could learn and could work and be, mm -hmm. could contribute to society. So that dream in those 65 years has just kind of been, you know, evolving around people's abilities, not disabilities. And I met with one of the moms, uh, Mrs. Miller, who is still alive, one of our founding parents. And wow. I, um, she's got this famous line in one of our videos that says, is this what you dreamed it would be 65, you know, 50 years later, 60 mm -hmm. years later? Mm -hmm. And she's not exactly, but it's, it's good, you know. Uh -huh. So it's like, you know, when you dreamed 65 years ago, sure. you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I think that's kind of our challenge now. It's kind of like we have dreams of what the ARC is going to look like in 65 years from now or in 10 mm -hmm. years from now, but we don't know what's, what it's going to be. But as long as it's um, producing um, great results for the people that we support, that's what counts. And when you think about the fortitude they, the founders had to have, mm -hmm. because there was no model, there was, they, were write, they were writing the playbook as they went along. There yep. wasn't a lot of resources, mm -hmm. and society was, still to this day, mm -hmm. society is, we're all socialized to label Mm -hmm. label these folks and yes. uh, otherize them and mm -hmm. how they're make, different make, make them, them a different label from instead us. of a right. person yep. right because that's how it enables us to ignore them mm -hmm. or uh if we label them yep. categorize then, them right mm -hmm. um so uh that is great and uh when you joined actually there was some financial work to do and i remember yes. reading that your approach uh garnered so much credibility for the organization because you were you were very transparent about the work that needed to be done. Yes, um, I have to be honest though, I didn't know that we were in that kind of financial situation when I said yes to this position. <laughs> um, and, if, and honestly, I think um, the board, if they'd known, they probably wouldn't have chosen me <laughs> as a social worker to um, have done this. Um, but I learned shortly um, into the position that we were having significant financial um, issues. And so, you know, to me, it's about being transparent, not mm -hmm. only with the board, um, but with our team members. And I always said, you know, when I brought kind of all of us as together as an organization, I said, you know, you know, when e this is just like if you were having financial issues in your family, mm -hmm. you wouldn't choose to go to Disney this summer. I mean, right. you just have to make different decisions. You figure out how to bring more money in and how to save money. And mm -hmm. that's really what we did. At the end of the day, I had a great team that um, was around me and we just were very committed to keeping our doors open and to increasing our revenue and continuing to provide quality supports but also to saying no to things that weren't important um, and you know it's t to this day sometimes people say well we don't really need that little sticky pad I'm like great we have a culture that people don't have to go and buy the pretty mm -hmm. pen mm -hmm. you know so it's about what are we here for yeah the best so, uh, it's the, the questions it's always the people that ask the questions well why do we do that Yes. Well, because mm -hmm. that's how that's how we've always done it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing um, changes if nothing changes. That's right. right. <laughs> that's right. So, what does ARC do? Um, we do a lot. So we support people across the arc of their life. And if you think about that, so we support um, families who have children, um, young children. That's actually something that is going to be in the next year that we're really going to be putting a lot of emphasis on. But we support people across the arc of their life. So. Um, 
to help them live in the community, so live as independently as possible, either with their family, with um, on their own, with roommates, or in some housing options that the ARC has. We help them work um, and or volunteer, or a combination of both. Um, or we have some people who have done all of that work and now are retired. So we help wow. them kind of have what that day part looks like for them. How What's their contribution to um, our community? And then, you know, this whole piece about... Um, the mission of the play, it's really about thriving. I mean, we all have play in our life, right? Mm -hmm. it, but it could be um, things that are, you know, going out with friends. That's really when you feel like you're a part of a community. So live, work, play um, for children and adults um, to help them really understand their contribution um, and help the community understand their contribution to our community. How's Jessie doing? She's doing amazing, as always. <laughs> always got the smile on her face. I have, um, I have a neighbor, uh, uh, Jessie Markle, and I've known her since she was about 11. And she's 31 now? I do not know. Mm -hmm. She might be older than that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but she might this is the model of, uh, you know, uh, Bonnie and Larry as care, caregivers mm -hmm. and uh, Ark uh, and Acadia. Yes. Uh, who, uh, which employs mm -hmm. Jesse. It's really a, a coming together. Uh, uh, Jesse has a lot of challenges, but she's... Well, and Bonnie and Larry are like the strongest advocates. And also the thing that I think, I, what I find most impressive about them is they're willing to take risks. Um, and kind of, you know, be there to support, you know, what happens through that risk. And that's the growth that's happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, you know, Acadia Windows being able to be a part of that story is because of Bonnie and Larry were able and willing to kind of just trust that process. Mm -hmm. And instead of, you know, kind of wrap Jesse in bubble wrap and protect her and all of that. Mm -hmm. So. And I remember them describing the first day when she <laughs> went to work. Everybody was nervous, right? And, yeah. um. But it's it's really just the the difference that it makes uh, for a family like that, and mm -hmm. and the, the the burden it takes off the parents Absolutely. or the loved ones, uh, as far as their loved ones' ability mm -hmm. to live, work, and and play, because um, people always worry about what if if when they're not there anymore. Sure, yes. so. that's a parent's that's, biggest concern. It is. It's a real real reality. And she and she fixed one. She changed one of the. The procedures, didn't she? Uh, I'm putting the the, oh, the, the insulation pile? into the uh, into the windows or something. Yeah, there's a lot of um, Jesse stories, but one of my favorites <laughs> is that they, um, you know, that she's faster than the machine that did it. Oh, wow. um, because the quality of her work is so much better than the machine that could do it. Because she can maneuver the wool pile in a way that the machine can't. Neat. Um, so yes. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yep. Uh, Jesse. Yep. Uh, Tell us about ARC. First, let's stop for a minute. License to Give. Yes. Uh, uh, this It's going to kick off your sixth annual Fund the Need campaign. And it is April 7th at Maryland Golf and Country Clubs. It's the 14th annual After Dark Gala. Um, and for, So how do people get tickets and um, become sponsors, uh, etc.? So go to our website, um, www.arcncr.org, and you can see how to become a sponsor and also how to um, purchase tickets. Okay. Um, we make it pretty easy. If not, um, call us, and um, we'll make it even easier. <laughs> okay. And what number do we call? Uh, let me, I, I should have that here. 
Um, I'm gonna look that up now as we we talk about. Um, um, it's funny. I'll either give you my home number or the agency number, and I can't remember <laughs> which one is which. <laughs> well, uh, but on that, while we're while we're doing that, tell us, Arc, Arc employees, people you serve, um, uh, the, the the scope of the organization, which uh, was was amazing. So, to, to like I said, uh, um, we support people across the arc of their life. So we have over about 350 individuals that we serve through either employment, that employment is our largest with about 175 people who have employment, um, who have jobs in the community in Harford County. We um, have 90 employers in the wow. county. So yes, and That's 12, wonderful. cover 12 different industries from, you know, the food service to, um, you know, janitorial to office work to factory. Um, I mean, it's really a large gamut of industries that we support. Soft skills, we help train people with disabilities on their soft skills to make sure that there's good customer service. Um, we have <coughs> kind of internship opportunities for people who either maybe they have a job but they want a different job mm -hmm. and so they can go into different businesses and try some things so we have some really good partnerships with businesses our community living program supports about 90 people um, there and that's where they live in a home where they either have one or two roommates and they learn independent skills um, or you know this is where they're going to age in place mm -hmm. um, for um, for the rest of their life hopefully mm -hmm. and then we have a foster treatment foster care program we have currently about 22 children in that home we're always in need of foster families over the year we've um, on average support about 40 children from Harford wow. County um, Cecil County um, in some of our foster homes so it's 410-836-7177 yep that's it I don't know my own phone number I because I never dialed. Well, that's why I was sitting here when you said that. I was like, um, I have two numbers in my head. That was one, but then I had my home number, and I really didn't want to give my home number out. <laughs> I don't answer that phone, but... <laughs> I know. It's there, but you have to have it. Yes. And it's ARC, uh, A-R-C-N-C-R.org. Yes. for ARC, Northern Chesapeake Region. Um and uh, volunteers, uh, you, uh, you need volunteers. We always need volunteers throughout the year. And so you can volunteer, you know, coming in and helping at the office. Um, or more importantly, you can volunteer with the individuals we support. We have, you know, being able to give um, guitar lessons, just come in and do crafts. Sure. Maybe oh, I could do the guitar lessons. I could do crafts. Let's go, Bob. We have house, you know, people who want to adopt a house and just kind mm -hmm. of, you know, come and get to meet people. It's really about developing relationships, right? Mm -hmm. So you can have it be a one-time thing, or mm -hmm. you can do it where you actually develop some long-term relationships with people and kind of get to know them, and they get to know you, and um, we can match you with your interests. So guitar and crafts, we mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I was at an event the other day, and I was saying that we needed somebody who could teach somebody how to do guitar. And some gentleman came up to me, and he's already started with one of our gentlemen with oh guitar. Oh, my gosh, yeah. that's great. Yes. Okay, I'm going to sign up for that. Okay, all right. They say it's the best way to learn is to teach someone else, to, to, to get better at something right. is mm -hmm. to teach someone else. True. Because mm -hmm. um, they'll ask you, why do you do it that way? And, and then it you makes have to you ask think, yourself right? <laughs> um, well, and 
let's just talk about this for a minute. I think one of the amazing things that art does, and I know it's something near and dear to your heart, Sean, is um, connecting uh, people and uh, helping people find common ground. Yes. Um, because it makes it really hard for us to be to be coarse or um, uh, cold about something if if like Atticus Finch, my favorite mm-hmm. cat oh, yes. character, yeah. when at the end of To Kill a Mockingbird, when Scout is standing on Boo Radley's porch and she talks about Atticus saying, "Sometimes you have to walk around someone's skin for a while," mm-hmm. and she saw, saw the activities of the last year and a half from Boo's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something that is, is so important to this. It's awareness, it's empathy, it's uh, not labeling. It's also, because uh, I'm in, very involved in um, addiction recovery, uh, and it's the same thing. The more we label people and assume that they're, there's mm-hmm. some character flaw or weakness related to any, any situation mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. Um, or that it's their fault, or that they, whatever the case may be, the harder it is for us um, uh, to engage. And mm-hmm. talk about that for a minute, some of uh, you, the work you do on that front. Well, so we talked about one of the reasons that we believe in the whole volunteer concept is that, you know, people sometimes either have perceptions. Um, I, I do agree with you, Bob, that that is the wall. that people. It mm-hmm. just makes it safer for us, right? Because mm-hmm. then if I feel something, I actually might have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, so if you actually have an experience with somebody with um, an intellectual or developmental disability, we, you get, get to know the person versus what do they have. Um, and there, you find out that there's actually more similarities that you and I have than um, differences. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, one of my favorite things to do in the mornings, in the because we are kind of a hub, is to just kind of go down and like because people come into our building, mm-hmm. but they're coming in because they're going out into the community. They're going out to work. They're going out to do things. And you find out that they're doing the same things. They went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Their aunt is in the hospital. Somebody just recovered from surgery. Those are all stories that we're telling ourselves about mm-hmm. each other and what's happening. So the idea is for people to get to know the people we support because then they won't have to label them. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things when we went through this activity with some of our self-advocates and we said, what do you want to be called? And they said, I just want to be called my name. And I think that's, you want to be called Bob? You want mm-hmm. to be, yeah, it's all, mm-hmm. we just want to be known for who we are. And then they said, I want to be known as a good worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I want sure. to be known as a friend. Sure. So, and you said you want to be known as Sling Killer Sean K. Rhymes. See, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new name. And you know what? That's funny. That's yeah. so. so. How? Uh, what? What can we do? Uh, uh, if there is a way, I, I and I and I don't see it done much, but I know you folks do some of it. Is just to help people again realize, uh, see something, and feel something through the eyes and hearts of, mm-hmm. of, of these folks that have differing abilities they feel pain uh they feel hurt they feel um uh satisfaction uh from pride and accomplishment yep, yep, etc yep. uh what can we do I, uh everyone out there other than calling your home number yes yeah oh yeah we gave the home number out. <laughs> um i mean what you can do i mean it's an easy piece where like i say just go to our website and do something there but really what what makes a difference is if you seriously have a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. that we support. If I think about what 
especially for people who are living in some of the homes um, that don't have family and mm-hmm. or friends, the, the people that you would say, who's your friend? And they would say a, a paid staff person. Now, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm glad that our staff and our team members are somebody that the, the people we support consider good people mm-hmm. to have in their lives. Mm-hmm. But that's not who we want. We don't want paid people in our lives. That's not who we would consider right. our friends. Right. So I guess the challenge is what I would say is, like, come visit us. Mm-hmm. Get to know one person. Just get to know one person. Think about it. We only have 90 individuals that we support in that. We only need 90 people to come make a commitment to one person right. over the year. And what difference you would make um, in people's lives. Sadness, loneliness, depression, feeling like there is, they don't have anything to contribute. Um, that's a big problem with people we support. And it's about relationships. That actually is the biggest thing that takes that away. Wow. Mm-hmm. I used to, um, I didn't didn't fight much when I was growing up, but I think most of them were when I saw someone else treating a kid. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, bullying someone who, you know, had challenges. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, talk about telegraphing to me, even when I was that young, how weak they were, Mm -hmm. to to somehow feel better about... May, uh, making this first person feel right, bad. Right, right. What we notice is when people actually come visit us is what they say is like, wow, I actually feel really good about the contribution that I've made just because it just makes sure, you feel sure. um, grateful. We had a, an event on Monday night where some of the instructors said, you know, my day started out really bad and I'm really glad I ended my day supporting you guys mm-hmm. because I feel really good tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, that's mostly what people say when they get involved. It's true. And until you experience, I have a nephew who has different abilities, and he's 27 now. And I remember when he was a baby, <clears throat> my sister would take him out, and adults would come up and say, what is wrong with him? Are you going to oh, yeah. get that fixed? Like, just the total lack of, and she's she's a lot like you. You guys remind me a lot of each other. <laughs> She <clears throat> educated. She just said, this is his condition, this is what it is, and yeah. it has brought our family so close. Yeah. But that is the piece, right? It's about just talking about it and being mm-hmm. able to have a conversation. Yep. I mean, we need to learn about having conversations in our um, country right now anyway. But <laughs> Seriously, this is just the tip of the <laughs> yeah, iceberg. It's like, but, but it's, it's just being able to just yeah. ask questions yeah. and not feel like you're going to be attacked. And it's just... Yeah. You know, coming together uh, for care and concern. So, sure. Yeah. What is um, what is the project that's just kicking off now? Try civility. What uh, is it? Yes, choose civility. Choose, choose civility. Choose civility. Uh, the the yep. library and yep. some other. And we have a team from the ARC that comes to the uh, to Riverside to our headquarters every other Friday to clean. Okay. And I love it when they come. Yeah. I love it when they come. It makes my day. I think they come today, actually. I have it in my calendar when they come. Oh, when they come? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, I do, because oh, wow. I get up and I say, you're doing a great job, and, you know. And it's funny because it's they're a younger group, okay. and they sneak away, like all sneak away. Like, they're just kids. Right. They're just kids. They're, you know, like, there are young get adults, back in yeah. there. They are. The yeah. challenges are the same. Yep. So it, it makes my day to have them there. Excellent. Let us talk about License to Give again. Yes. Um... The 14th Annual After Dark Gala, April 7th, arcncr.org, um, or call 410-836-7177. Um, we have the number now. 
Yes. <laughs> and um, as always, I see there's a lot of um, firms that really never step up uh, <laughs> right. to help out. Slackers Those slackers, yeah. Let's talk right. about our, this is our sponsors for this. Um, so our sponsor, um, title sponsor this year is APG, Federal Credit Union. Um, Susan Keeman is a board member. She's actually uh, been a board member since I started in 2010. Oh, wow. So she was um, very, um, you know, made this made this happen for us. And um, we're really excited about APG's um, Federal Credit Union's involvement with us. Presenting sponsors, Harford Mutual, they have had a long um, term relationship with us. And um, we also have a board member, Jeff Rink, from there. The Rotary Club of Aberdeen. Um, they really just hit it out of the park. They do. I think things. they've oh, given us over a hundred thousand dollars over like the last, you know, ten oh years. I mean, word. it's just they're just wonderful. Um, Harford County Public Library Yay! always is a partnership <laughs> um, partner with us, and especially with our silent auction. Um, Benfield Electric, Plaza Ford, M and T Bank. So, and many, many more. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great event coming up. We still need sponsors. Um, so um, it's it, it's, and but you know it's we have um, a lot of really good sponsors, and we have the other. There's some other events that uh, you folks do as well. Um, I'm bringing it up now. I'm sorry, because um, I was looking for something else. Um, uh, your uh, the business summit. Tell us about the business summit. So the business summit we do twice a year, and it's where we bring in businesses that we're currently um, working with to talk about why it's a good business decision to hire um, the individuals we support. And we bring in prospective businesses that are kind of interested in, like, what do you do? What does this mean? Um, how can we get involved? We've been doing this for about three years, and um, we have that's how we've gotten a number of new businesses because they hear um, from other businesses. Because we, it's, this is, it's not about feel good. Yes, it does feel good. So don't right. get me wrong. It doesn't feel, it does not feel bad, but um, it's about, it's a good business but decision. But I was going to say it has to make business sense. Yes, mm -hmm. it has to make business sense, you know, um, and so we're able to explain the good business decision and mm -hmm. businesses are able to use their business language with other businesses to make that happen. Fantastic. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Folks, thank go you. to arcncr.org or 410-836-7177. And um, what we'll do is let's go to break so we can get Sean out of here for uh, our dear uh, Senator Norman's um, funeral services. Definitely. When we come back, we'll go um, over some great events coming up at the library, and then we'll uh, go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Hartford County and do some thingamabobs. The largest car show of its kind in northeastern Maryland, organized by the Hartford County Public Library Foundation and Jarrettsville Lions Club, featuring more than 250 classic automobiles. It takes place Saturday, April 14th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Jarrett's Field in Jarrettsville. Rain day is Saturday, April 21st. This event is family-friendly, and admission is absolutely free of charge. The 7th Annual Romancing the Chrome features an exciting children's area, music, vendors, delicious food, a beer garden, the Hartford County Public Library Rolling Reader, and much, much more. Joe Ligo, associate producer, editor of Maryland Public Television's Motor Week, is the day's celebrity judge. The headline sponsor is Keen Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Other sponsors include Miller Septic Services, Jarrettsville Federal Savings and Loan Association, Jarrettsville Creamery and Deli, Armstrong, and American Design and Build. 
car show participants will compete for cash prizes. For more information, call 410-273-5600, extension 6514, or visit romancingthechrome.org. Harford County Public Library Foundation is a 501c3 charitable organization established to raise funds to augment the financial resources of Harford County Public Library and to promote awareness of its services. Visit hcplonline.org. Sean, we stopped you mid-sentence. Do you want to share that with <laughs> <Nope>. listener land? <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're going to do, um, we're just going to do a potpourri, okay, Miss Crow? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or can Crow. I call you Crow's? Crow's? Mispronunci- yeah. <laughs> mispronunciating everything. I call by anything. You can okay. parentheses after your, the phonetic pronunciation of your last name. I really did this. I took all these and I threw them up in the air and I picked them up there in the order that I picked them up in. Okay. Um, inspiration first. Follow your dream. Unless it's the one where you're at work in your underwear during a fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have that anyway? What, the fire drill that or dream. the dream? <laughs> Don't you have that? Do you have that dream where you, you're, you're running around in your underwear? I do not have, I that, do dream. Not have oh. that dream either. Sometimes I'm missing limbs. But I'm always fully clothed. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what I that have means to say either. I'm fully clothed usually. Um, well, I, I usually uh, am trying to feel like I feel like I'm always trying to find somebody. Mm-hmm. That's my dream, like my nightmare. Or and I find I can't reach the gas pedal and brake pedal on my car. Sometimes I have that dream. What, what would a uh, uh-huh. Carl Jung have to say about I that? Know. You can't I have reach a dream the where gas. my teeth are gone, where I can and I can feel the feeling right now, where I try to speak and I have no teeth. It means something. I'm. I've yeah, that is true. I've had the dream where I like I can't move. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, I'm yeah. laying there and I feel like I'm awake, but I just can't move, and mm-hmm. something's happening that I can't react to. Mm-hmm. And I know what that probably means. And but. if it was Bob's <laughs> dream, he would be in his underwear. Yes, yes. <laughs> or others would be in their underwear. <laughs> exactly. Except some people you don't okay, want to see in your underwear. The <laughs> I can see okay, it. things you don't want to hear when you're on the operating table. Um, Wait a minute. If this is his spleen. <laughs> oh, my God. Oops. Hey, has anyone ever survived 500 milliliters of this stuff before? <laughs> what do you mean he wasn't in for a sex change? Okay. Tweets. Oh, it's my favorite. Um, and this is a, um, a woman, um, Lurkin Mom, her name is. She has the funniest tweets, and you may oh have God, heard some of these hilarious. before. Um, I don't mean to brag, but I finished my 14-day diet in three hours and 12 minutes. I like that. I'm going to use that one. Oh, you'll like hers. Cutting gluten and sugar and meat and dairy out of my diet, so now I just photosynthesize. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Entered what I ate today into my new fitness app, and it sent an ambulance to my house. (laughs) Or 17 minutes into diet. I can't live like this. (laughs) Those are good. They are. Um, um, I guess I prefer Subway because they make me feel like I'm making the healthy decision when I order a loaf of bread with 18 meatballs on it. (laughs) And I, um, I love, I think it's cute how people name the food in the fridge at work. For instance, today I ate a yogurt named Debbie. (laughs) Oh, Oh, there is. I'm like, oh, I I know exactly. A yogurt named Debbie. (laughs) TV announcer. Are you bloated? Tired, unable to enjoy the activities you once loved. Me with a mouth full of chips. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and 
And this one I like for some reason. Too close to home. <laughs> the saddest part about self-driving cars will be all the times people die mid-trip, and then your dinner guest or pizza guy will arrive dead. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's the same woman. I'll save half of this for later, I said. And we laughed and laughed <laughs> and laughed. <laughs> okay. Um, if you hurt your leg, you can use the frozen vegetables at Whole Foods as ice packs for free. Hold on. I'm getting an update from the manager. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> okay. How's this for... Oh, I have one for you. Um, no, I won't do that one. Uh, this is um, funniest analogies. You know how kids, when they're asked to write essays and they're told to use analogies, they force them. Um, this is a few of them from actual English teachers. Her face was a perfect oval, like a circle that had its two sides gently compressed by a thigh master. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a whole visual there. I know, I know. His thoughts tumbled in his head, making and breaking alliances like underpants in a dryer without cling-free. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Her vocabulary was as bad as, like, whatever. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, the little boat gently drifted across the pond exactly the way a bowling ball wouldn't. Oh, that's nice. Her hair glistened in the rain like a nose hair after a sneeze. <laughs> The plan was simple. That's my nightmare. Thank you. This uh, the plan was simple, like my mother's brother-in-law Phil. But unlike Phil, this plan just might work. <laughs> oh, my oh. husband's name is Phil. Uh, <laughs> Phil's don't get any respect. They get no respect. <laughs> Listen to the. Okay, and then we're staying with the kids. Um, this is also from essays. Um, it's a compilation. The Bible is full of interesting caricatures instead of characters. In the first book of the Bible, Guinnesses, Adam and Eve were created from an apple tree. One of their children, Cain, asked, Am I my brother's son? God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac on Mount Montezuma. Jacob, son of Isaac, stole his brother's birthmark. Jacob was a patriarch who brought up his 12 sons to be patriarchs, but they did not take to it. Um, one of Jacob's sons, Joseph, gave refuse... To the Israelites. There's so much in that paragraph. There he is. I'm like, wow. <laughs> the sun never set on the British Empire because the British Empire is in the east and the sun sets in the west. Queen Victoria was the longest queen. She sat on a thorn for 63 years. Her reclining years and finally the end of her life were exemplatory of a great personality. Her death was the final event which ended her reign. R-A-I-N. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we have one more to go. I have to find a good one. Um, the government of England was a limited mockery, speaking of the monarchs. Henry VIII found walking difficult because he, he had an abyss on his knee. Queen Elizabeth was the virgin queen. As a queen, she was a success. <laughs> <laughs> when Elizabeth exposed herself before her, oh, it's gone. Before her troops, the, the troops gave a loud hurrah. She exposed herself. <laughs> okay. Okay, things that you would not know without the movies, and then we'll be All done. Right. Um, 
if in be if you're being chased through town, you can usually take cover in a passing parade. <laughs> yeah, that's a common scene. Steelers uh, stay off. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter if you are heavily outnumbered in a fight involving martial arts. Your enemies will wait patiently to attack you one by one, dancing around in a threatening manner until you have knocked out their predecessor. <laughs> And a man can take a severe beating, but he'll wince in pain when a woman puts iodine on his cut. <laughs> that is so true. Um, a single match will be sufficient to light up a room the size of a stadium. And that is but a boom. that. Are we ready for some library events? Yes, yep. absolutely. All right. So the biggest library news that we have right now is that we have a uh, visiting author coming on April 25th. It's a Wednesday, and it's Jeanette Walls, and she's the New York Times bestselling author of The Glass Castle, which I think is one of the greatest books. It um, is. And we are sold out at this point, but I'm encouraging everyone to please check back. We have two programs. We're doing a VIP through the foundation of EIP event, and then we're also doing a public event. So please check back at hcplonline.org. We're going to try and get some more tickets or open up some more space, so just keep checking back. Um, it filled up in two days. Well, it's and amazing. it's the talk of the town. It really is. I was somewhere last night, and people were talking about it, and um, so we you know, we read that book, and yes. it's, it's a very inspiring book. Yeah. We're going to have her on the show? We, I'm not sure she's going to be here, but I am checking with her agent to see if she can do a call-in. I'm working with our PR person to, we only get a certain number, and I would love to have her call in for that. Um, you know, I think it was the number one book club book yes. when it came out, and I think that is part, it's such a discussion-heavy book. Um, of course, it was made into a movie, movie. that That's did just really some, well. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... We'll keep you posted on that. Um, and then just some other things happening in some of our locations at our Joppa Library. On this coming Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m., we're hosting our 12th annual Youth Art Show. Um, we encourage you to come and see the talent of our local youth. All artwork will be exhibited and prizes will be awarded. The winners from this um, portion of the art show will go on to a district contest and this is sponsored by our Joppa Town Women's Club um, and it's just a really popular event and it's always great to partner with um, our community and show the talent that we have coming up in the ranks there. Um, and then Sunday March 11th at our Abingdon Library we have Shipwrecks of the Chesapeake. Um, uh, we're going to have uh, stories and histories of shipwrecks that have happened in the Chesapeake Bay um, that's another really popular event. We try and do that once a year. And then um, on Monday, March 12th, the Aberdeen Library off-site event is Fantasy and Science Fiction Book Club, which is very popular. It's for adults. Oh, wow. And um, it's an opportunity to discuss works of fantasy, science fiction with other fans of the genre. Huh. Um, a different title will be discussed each month, and they'll be held at Expanding Universe, which is at 1010 Beards Hill Road in Aberdeen. And the March book is Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Um, we don't do a ton of off-site events, but this one really lended itself to being in that environment. So okay. we encourage you guys to come out, check out all the wonderful things going on at the library over the next couple weeks at hcplonline.org. We have an events calendar that is filled with every branch, um, all of their activities and programs. So check it out. Amazing as usual. 
And after going to HCPL, hcplonline.org, go to arcncr.org mm-hmm. and get your tickets for the gala or for the volunteer. Mm-hmm. Make a donation. Um, Something I forgot to mention is HCPL is a employer of ours. Yes. Um, employs yes. a number of individuals yes. that we support. So yep. thank you yep. for that. Yeah, absolutely. They're my guys that come every other Friday that I love. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to it. And they do such a great job. I mean, they they just do a great job. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, thank you, uh, the HCPL team, and thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and your ARC team. Yes, they have a great team. Okay. Absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have today for the Hartford Edge. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. 